And welcome into Sports Takes with Jake. Yes, the podcast edition. And tonight we are coming to you live from my basement. I am honored to be joined by my esteemed co-host from our regular show on WXVU and my a pleasure to call my best friend from high school and currently from the Pennsylvania State University, Mr. Christian Smith. How are you doing today, buddy? Very good, Jacob. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to um, participate in this show, a different edition, but still going to be just as great. Yes, so... We're going to get right into it here. We got a lot to talk about tonight, folks, and we got to get right to it. So Penn State, yes, Penn State has finally won a game partner, finally get that goose egg off their record, and they are flying high now, 1-5, looking at national championship aspirations, you know, maybe get that... Hallelujah, hallelujah. Maybe getting that college football playoff in a couple weeks, you know, you never know. Maybe another round of the kids' table bowl game. Yep, Um. so... Look good in this one. I mean, I was working through most of this game, so I didn't get to see much of it. But uh, from the highlights I watched, um, you know, Sean Clifford looked pretty good. Um, you know, using his arm and his legs to get it done on the offensive side. Um, you know, not bad statistics. You know, 17 to 28, 163 yards. Kind of a pedestrian-type game for Clifford. But in the end, got it done. I was, I was very happy to see that they were really committed to running the football. In this one, including their uh, third string uh, running back, Lee. <clears throat> 22 carries, 134 yards, and a score. Clifford, 9 carries, 73 yards, and a score. And their other running back, Holmes, had 10 carries for 34 yards. When you add all that together, 50 carries overall for 254 yards. It's very impressive there. That's huge. From our Nittany Lions. Um on third down, they were 50%, 8 of 16, partner. A uh, very good third down conversion percentage. and you Absolutely, know, we, something we haven't seen much from this group this year. and Very, very nice numbers there, 8 of 16, and it helped them win the game for sure. And also, we love that time of possession partner and got over 36 minutes of you know keeping that ball away from uh, Michigan there as... Penn State pulls out this one from Ann Arbor, 27-17 over, the, over Harbaugh and company as Michigan has actually just canceled their game on Saturday against the Maryland Terrapins as there has been a COVID-19 outbreak there at the University of Michigan partner. Uh, huh. look, looks like the end of Jim Harbaugh. doesn't matter if there's COVID or not. I think he's out after this year. Do you agree with that one, partner? Well... I'm not so sure. I've actually spoken to a Michigan um, supporter within the last few days earlier in this week, and uh, he does not believe it is the end for Harbaugh or Franklin at Penn State because I also asked him. Well, yeah, Fra- it, Franklin's not going to be gone, but not that. And, and, he is, and he said the buyout's too much, and I, you know, obviously he's right there. I mean, it all comes down to money, partner. Yeah, um, that's true. But Michigan, yeah, he says Harbaugh. This is interesting, I thought. And this guy, I thought, was, you know, you know, I really opened my eyes. He said Harbaugh is not going to leave Michigan unless they push him out the door. What do you think of that? Is he that valuable to this team? I don't think so. Well, I mean, you talk about money. First of all, they are paying him. I think a little over nine million dollars per season. Um, so that's a huge investment. And, and I think he's getting paid more than Nick Saban, which is uh, crazy when you think about 
Uh, Jim Harbaugh has not won a Big Ten championship. He has not won any big bowl games. He has not made the college football he, playoff. He's done virtually nothing while he's there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only, the only thing I can remember is every year. Oh, yeah, I remember, uh, what was that, two years ago or last year? I think it was two years ago when the Big Ten could have won 8-0 in bowl games. And, of course, freaking Michigan had to had to screw it all up. They had to lose to South Carolina. In the Outback Bowl. Yes. Um, I They haven't done anything. I mean, they've. What do they like? They usually win like nine games. You know, they they always lose to Ohio State. They always lose to Michigan State. But you know, you know what, though, this is this is interesting to keep in mind. This is the second straight year the Nittany Lions beat Michigan, third time in four years. Yeah, that's impressive. For sure, and before that, I'm pretty sure they lost several years in a row to these guys. Yeah, yeah the last time they beat Michigan and Ann Arbor partner was 2009. Are you serious? Yeah, it's been a while. Well, yeah, that's a huge win. And this is one of those games that you knew if any games are going to keep them out of the college football playoff, it'd be this one in Ohio State. Well, it turns out it's actually all five of them before prior to this one. So, <laughs> so I guess overall, overall a great win moving forward. And um, I actually didn't know this. Um, I, I've kind of been falling behind, I guess, you know, with the pandemic and everything. But they, they actually said that, you know, they made an announcement that Earlier in the year, of course, that there are no bowl requirements. So I'm thinking, well, will four and five Nittany Lions team get one of those, you know, pinstripe bowls or maybe the Cheez It Bowl? I mean, based off of, you know, the prestige of Penn State football, if they could somehow four and five, I mean, partner, even three and six could get them into a bowl game. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, you know, you start looking at now, the only problem is. Um, I just saw when I was watching the college football playoff ranking show last night that the ACC just announced that they're going to cut their season short. So they, I think they're supposed to play eleven or twelve games. So they're only they're stopping this weekend. So their last game of the regular season is this weekend. So we won't get to see Notre Dame and Clemson part one. We'll get to see them play in the ACC championship game. Um, but I don't know with all these, you know, COVID on the rise. It seems with these sports teams and you know games getting canceled left and right. I don't know if the Big Ten, like, you know, they play games. You know, we have Rutgers and Michigan State left on the schedule. We've been pretty lucky so far. We haven't had any games uh, canceled or postponed due to the virus for Penn State. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if we can get these. Well, let me two just point out in. one thing here. This Rutgers game is so huge. And Rutgers because, is a good team. They're, and if Penn State wins, then both teams are 2-5. and five. They own a bowl tiebreaker over Rutgers. Yes. So when it all comes down to it, a 4-5 and five Penn State team and 3-6 and six Rutgers or 3-6 and six and 3-6, and six, or even, no, it won't be 4-5 and five Rutgers, you know, assuming Rutgers is somewhere out. But yeah. Rutgers, Michigan State, two winnable games. And I kind of want to, th- I'm actually looking at the standings here, partner. I want to take a look here. Um, what's it looking like on the other side as far as who that Ninth game would be against in Champions Week. Yes. Um, see if I can pull it up here. I have to um, check it out here because um, that's you know th- that, I'm assuming that's a winnable game. What are we thinking? Like Illinois? Is that who we'd be playing? Like Illinois or Nebraska? Well, I'm going to find out for a minute here. We, obviously, we're not going to know yet, but probably have an idea. Um, well, let's see. In the West, um, we are okay. Oh, that's not what I wanted. Oh boy, as I'm a mess here. Uh, Northwestern, Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Purdue. Okay, I have to go on this one here. Okay, so that's the East. One, two, three, four, five. Well, obviously, Penn State's seventh here. They have a chance to actually be as high as fourth partner. 
in the conference. Okay. So if they're fourth, best-case scenario, you're looking at it could be either Minnesota, Purdue, or Illinois, who are all two and three. Even Nebraska is one and four. Okay. If they if they were to stay at seven where they're at now, then they'll be playing Nebraska again, which would be an interesting rematch. Yeah, I don't I don't like that match against Nebraska. They they tore us up though when we played them the first time. I and if like I'm not mistaken, match. it would be at the higher ranked or better record stadium. Yeah, I don't think it's yes. at an alter. I don't think it's at a neutral site. No, yeah, it's whoever has the better. But the big, but folks, in case you're wondering, yes, the Big Ten title game is still in Indianapolis as yes. always. Yes, at Lucas Oil Stadium. So I don't know. I mean, this is going to be a tough game no matter what. And, you know, it'd be nice to see them, you know, continue the rise and perhaps be the number four or five team in the East as opposed to, you know, dead last seven. So yeah. Rutgers is a huge game. They lose the Rutgers. I think you could say goodbye to any bowl hopes. Um, and, and Michigan State won't be an easy game either, I believe. So... No, Michigan State's been has shown they are a, a very up and down team, but a very dangerous team at that. We'll get that a little bit later here in the in the podcast here. Um, and another thing that's I think noteworthy with Rutgers is um I don't know if you had a segment planned later on to talk about the up, upcoming game or no. Uh I mean a little bit. I mean not much, but uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well I, I the thing is Penn State has not played well against Rutgers no. in this la- in the last five or six years. No. They never really – I mean, most teams roll over Rutgers. Maybe not so much this year, but in previous years, team does, teams demolished them oh, yeah. and completely broke them apart. Penn State, meanwhile, last year, it was a game last year at halftime. They were only up like seven. Yeah, I mean, I remember – I always remember um, the well, – it might have been the – like. First or couple first couple years when they Rutgers in the Big Ten. Remember when we had Hackenberg and thirteen ten we final yeah, partner to go to four 0 Yeah, and I, that was a shocker. Um, I'm looking at from the last here. I pull, got it pulled up here. So yeah, that was 2014 thirteen ten year final. 2015 in Beaver Stadium twenty eight three. But even now, and I remember we weren't really ahead until the end. Nope. 2016 39 nothing. 2017 35 6. Uh, 2018 20 to 7. Yeah, that remember. was very close. I remember that. I mean, that, was, that one was with McSworley, correct? Yes. Or was that... Yeah, 2018. Yeah. McSworley was His senior around. year, yep, yep. And then last season, 27 6. So, not really uh, impressive wins at all um, when you look at some of these uh, outcomes from the last few years. As Rutgers will be looking to improve to two and twenty-three against an Indy Lions. Yes, so uh, I guess that'll lead us to what's our prediction for this game because we got a lot more to get to here. What, what do we think of Rutgers and Penn State Saturday at noon Eastern? Well, I think we could both agree that Greg Schiano is doing some great things he in is. Rutgers. A, a former Penn Stater, we love Greg Schiano. Yes, we love Greg Schiano. Yes. We well, you'll never forgive Tennessee for what they did to him. Yeah, it's but it's Tennessee, so what do you expect? Um, but anyways, um, you know, I I think the Nittany Lions played a great game at Michigan, and I think Michigan is a slightly better team than Rutgers. I think it's a good game, but Penn State pulls it out in the end, thirty-one twenty-seven. Going to be a close one in Camden. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I kind of have to agree with that um we will be playing in piscataway new jersey here on oh i'm sorry i'm rutgers camden is a branch campus i'm sorry folks yes um 
I agree. I think this is going to be... Now, this is strange because usually <clears throat> we think of Rutgers as going to be a low-scoring, you know, and then we'll kind of pull away at the end type of game. But, you know, I've watched them play somewhat this year because I was interested to see how they were... The program was this year, and they've been, like, in shootouts with teams. You know, we think about the Michigan game, 48-42 in triple overtime. Illinois 23-20 lost. They should have won that one. Yeah, and then even this week, you know, 37-30, they beat Purdue. I think this game's a high-scoring affair. Um, I'm not a fan of the high-scoring affairs, but anyway, that's that's probably going to happen in this one. Um, I think Penn State wins 38-31 your final from Rutgers. Um, As I believe we will pull it out, we'll get the 2-5, get a two-game win streak going, and you know, maybe knocking the door for the Cheese It Bowl or the you know Pinstripe Bowl or the or the Red Box Bowl, Red Box Bowl or the Holiday Bowl. You know, one of those bowls. Um, maybe the Kids Table Game. Yeah, you never know. Maybe maybe knocking on the you know the college football playoff. You, know, you never know. You just never know what kind of crazy things can happen in college football. Maybe everybody gets the virus and then Penn State uh, jumps in there. Yeah, this this committee. I mean, we 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 gotta. I don't have this on the schedule, but we gotta talk about this committee partner. What the hell is going on with this committee? So, I watched this show the other night, the ranking show. Top sevens unchanged as we figured because all they all won. So you got Alabama one. They're always number one. Well, there's no big deal there. Notre Dame number two. Clemson number three. Ohio State four. Texas A&M 5, Florida 6, Cincinnati 7. Now, partner, how the hell can you put Ohio State number 4 in the country when they've played four games? And they really haven't beaten anybody except for Indiana. Well, didn't I tell you they'd be number 4? I believe I was spot on with that prediction. Yeah, me too. I said they're number 4. But, but like, just, just why, though? Like, they've beaten... Nebraska's terrible. Penn State's Honestly, terrible. Like, I've been saying this since the beginning. The Big Ten had it wrong since day one with this season. Why the hell did they start so late? Yeah, that was a lot of. I think a lot of politics they played kept, in that one. Part. They kept the players away from the facilities and restricted practices altogether for so many months and weeks. Whatever it ended up being, but it was a long time away, and it's not good for players to be away for a long time. That's why this whole Big Ten is a mess. Yes. You know, Penn State and Michigan, you know, in their defense, they're having rough seasons, but they were top ten teams. If they start on time and they have those cupcake games in the beginning, they give them some boost and some confidence in the beginning, I think it's a whole different dynamic. Yeah, I mean, I got to agree. I mean, you look at, like, you look at, you know, some of these other conferences. You know, SEC started early. You know, those teams, they have three teams in the top six. Notre Dame, they started early. They're 9-0. They look, they're looking really good, partner. I, I, they, they look really good this year. Um, I, I got a feeling they're going to do something in the playoff. Um, you know, Clemson, 8-1, and one, and they won. Their only loss came when they had a backup quarterback on the road against Notre Dame. Then you got Ohio State in there for some dumb reason. Texas A&M, 6-1. They've looked really good this year, including their win over Florida, who's number 6 at 7-1. Now, Cincinnati is the only kind of enigma in here, 8-0. They don't play anybody. I don't. I still don't know why they're that high. They, they literally play nobody. Um, Georgia, number 8, 6-2. Iowa State, number 9. I think that's a little high at 7-2. 
Uh, Miami seven and one, number ten. Oklahoma six and two, number eleven. Indiana number twelve at five and one. And we got BYU all the way back at thirteen at nine and zero, partner. Then what's Cincinnati doing at number seven then? I don't know. The the committee must have a bias against BYU because. Okay, so I have a problem with this next one. How is Northwestern not lower than fourteen? Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. They haven't beat anyone. Okay, they beat a Wisconsin team that's like plagued with COVID. Yeah, they had the Wisconsin record's two and one partner, and they are ranked sixteenth in the country somehow. You know they haven't. And played. I guess they can't be in the Big Ten championship game, correct? No, yeah, because they must play at least six games. So here's Northwestern. Okay, yeah, solid win over Maryland and Yoper in a forty-three-three. They beat Iowa by one. They beat Nebraska by eight. Purdue by seven. Wisconsin by ten. Again, Wisconsin is got killed with COVID the whole year. Um, I think that might have been one of their first games back. And then yeah. Michigan State, they lose. So, like, how are they even 16? It should be, like, in the 20s, I think. Yeah, I mean, and there's some even more interesting ones you get further down the rankings. North Carolina loses to Notre Dame 31-17, and yet they move up two spots from 19 to 17. <laughs> how does that make sense? I, I don't understand this committee. And they didn't even play that good of a game. We, we You and I watched that together in Wilkes-Barre. Yeah, they, they just... I don't. I, they have three losses, partner, and they're somehow seventeenth in the country. I don't understand that. This 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 committee is just a mess this year. Then you got Coastal Carolina what? at eighteen. I don't know how they're hanging around. They're somehow still hanging around this rankings. I, they haven't beat. They haven't beat anyone this year. I I don't understand. Iowa nineteenth at four and two. And then I mean this. I mean partner. These last six are just. I don't even know what I think they just like you know pick cards out of a hat and they put teams in here. USC number twenty three and zero, and very interesting fact about USC: the three games they've won. Get this partner: the three teams they've beaten have not had a win yet this season, and they're somehow ranked. Strange, and they only have two more games on the schedule: Washington State and UCLA. Yeah. It's a... <laughs> So now the Pac-12 is only playing five-game schedules? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Marshall is in here at 21. Every... What a mess. Marshall 7-0. and Why um, even bother coming out? <laughs> Washington 3-0 and is 22. Oregon 3-1 after their Civil War loss against the Oregon State Beavers. 3-0. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that one later. They should be out of the ranking, the Oregon. Tulsa 5-1 and at 24. Then University of Louisiana at Lafayette. They're raging Cajuns, number 25, at 8-1. and So, You know, as I look at these rankings, one team I'm very impressed with the, with their recent win, one team that we we talk about a lot about, and that's Iowa State. Yes, partner. Yeah, they went into Texas. and I love Iowa State. I mean, for some reason, though, they have a weird loss in the opener way back in September. You know, they started September 12th. They lost to Louisiana. I, I can't figure that one out at all by 17, wow. nonetheless, at home. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And then, okay, they lost at number six Oklahoma State at the time, but, man, I I don't get it, you know? But they've been good. They've been solid. I mean, I guess that's happened sometime, but that's a good win at Texas, who I think is overrated. But still, kudos to Iowa State. They're a top-10 team for sure. Yes. So now that we've ranted about the committee, we'll get into some of the games from the weekend. So first, we'll start off with number 12, Indiana, over Maryland, 27-11, to 11, partner. You fought! Yes, you fought! We fought! We fought! Yes. Um, I, I actually thought it was going to be a trap game for Indiana, you know, going to 
to Maryland. You know, I, we obviously we saw Maryland absolutely destroy Penn State. Um, and I thought uh, Tua's brother would, uh, you know, throw over the lot against Indiana, but not really. You know, um, he had 17 to 36, 241, a touchdown, and three INTs. Um, that really hurt Maryland. Um, for Indiana, their running back Baldwin Jr. 16 carries 106 yards, but the huge loss for Indiana, their quarterback Paniques Jr., who by the way did not score that two point conversion. Yes, he did not score that two point conversion against Penn State. A terrible call. Um, tore his ACL on Saturday, so he will be out for the remainder of the season. Uh, partner, does this does this affect Indiana? Do you think they get affected because they could be playing? A pretty highly ranked Big Ten team in the Champions Week here. Well, let me see here. I got to see. Yeah, that, you're exactly correct there. And, uh, you know, let me see here. I have to see what their remaining schedule looks like. I think it's pretty easy coming in. I don't think it's very difficult. They have Wisconsin coming up um, at Wisconsin. That's going to be an interesting affair there. I think Indiana gets to win. Will that, um, even, will that even happen? I feel like, you know, like every week we have a Wisconsin cancellation, so you just never know with them. Yeah, they've really got to figure out what they're doing there. Maybe too many drinking parties or something. Must be. Um, Purdue, and then they have Purdue on the 12th. So that should be a win there. But, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I thought that would be a closer outcome. I thought so, too. Game. I did. I really thought Maryland, Maryland had a good chance to Maryland's win. Maryland's a lot like Michigan State. They, they're like kind of up and down and inconsistent. and Nobody really knows how good they are. No. You know, they beat Penn State by 16. And um, they beat Minnesota, and they beat they beat Michigan too, didn't they? Uh, or, no, no, they didn't play Michigan. Oh, okay, but they, they they have another good win somewhere. Um, let me see here. I could find it. Um, yeah, they beat Penn State. They beat Minnesota, which is forty five forty four win. I remember that. That was a big win there. Yeah, Friday night affair. But then they lost to Northwestern by 40, so I don't understand that. <laughs> then how do they <laughs> – I mean, seriously, then they beat Minnesota, they beat Penn State, and then they lose to Indiana. But, again, I think they're not as bad, and they're definitely making some strides. But just – it's been weird. And yeah. and Indiana, yeah, it's a huge loss for them losing to Phoenix Jr. I mean, I don't even know who the back quarterback is. Yeah, Hopefully it's not right because I think Indiana is a great story this year. Mm-hmm. And I, I think all of us – across the Big Ten and even college football were rooting hard for them to take down Ohio State to no avail, but they fought. They did. And um, uh, so, but, yeah, it, it's going to be tough for them to, to move forward here. I, I'm, I'm curious to see how they do this weekend um, against Wisconsin, who, again, another team, we're just not sure how they are. Um, I, I think they pull it out as long as their quarterback's decent or backup. Maybe he's a younger guy. Um, I'm not sure the, the class of Phoenix Jr., but I imagine the backup's younger. I would think so. So we'll just have to wait and see. But yeah, it definitely hurts. Hopefully, they could they could pull through though and continue to win ball games. Yes. Um, so speaking of inconsistent teams, the Spartans of Michigan State take down the highly overranked number eight Northwestern Wildcats, twenty nine to twenty, in East Lansing. Uh, the former quarterback for Indiana, uh, Ramsey, who absolutely lit up Penn State last year, 
21 of 43, two picks. Didn't light anybody up in this one. And the Michigan State running back Hayward, 24 carries for 99 yards as the Spartans pull off the upset. Um, Partner, I didn't really see this as much of an upset, to be honest with you. I mean, I just thought Northwestern was very highly overranked, and they kind of just came down to earth and lost this one. I didn't really think there was much to see here. Well, that's because the committees, for some reason, believes that Wisconsin, a win over Wisconsin is such a great thing. And, like, you're all of a sudden declared the national champion if you take down a team that was more affected by COVID than anybody else in the world. Okay. I mean, so I don't, number eight was just ridiculous. Um, I don't think anybody was excited for them. I don't think anybody believed they belonged there. They only dropped six spots after losing to Michigan State. It's ridiculous, like I mentioned earlier. Yes. You know, good win for Michigan State. Again, we're not sure. How, I, I it, The whole Big Ten's a mess, but Northwestern, no, they've they've got a lot of work to do. You know, I think Iowa's on their, on their heels right now for that number one spot in the Big Ten West because, again, Wisconsin's not eligible. So is there a chance that they tweak the rules to allow Wisconsin to play, or will that not happen? No, that won't happen. They're very, very strict, the protocols, even – even Ohio State partner, if they don't, if they somehow cannot play these last one of these last two games, they will not be eligible eligible for the Big Ten championship as well because well, you must play at least six it. games. Good, good. I mean, if these guys don't want to follow the the um the the protocols, the, the protocols, yes, and and you know abide by these guidelines that that are put in place to like you know these guys are supposed to be quarantining for the most part i mean as as athletes out on the field playing guys all around the country you know they can't be catching covid they yeah. can't be going i don't i'm pretty sure they're not, maybe maybe hopefully they're not partying but whatever they're doing you know they've got to like they've got to be more careful this, there's no excuse for this yes these guys have a mate i mean and most of them i know for penn state, penn state hasn't have a problem but but I, I know these other schools, they're mostly virtual. So it's not like they have to go to class. It's not like they have to be – it's not its not necessary to be out at all, really. Yeah, so, uh, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me either. Um, anyway, uh, Rutgers beat so, – So, so don't, 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 don't twist the rules for them. No, you know? I, I'm sure they won't. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they won't. So, all right, we'll get some more games here. Rutgers over Purdue in a surprising result. Rutgers 37, Purdue 30. You look at the stats. Purdue pretty much dominated the stat lines in regards to passing yards, rushing yards. But in the end, you know, Rutgers had some passion. They they end up taking down the Boilermakers. Um, you know, like we talked about earlier, it's going to be a tough matchup for our Nittany Lions. But uh, I think we pull that one out. Um, moving on now from outside the Big Ten. The Civil War out in Oregon, which my partner did not know anything about before I told him uh, on Friday. No, um, I did not. <laughs> the Oregon State Beavers. Yes, the Oregon State Beavers upset the number 15th ranked Oregon Ducks 41-38 in a huge upset. Um, this pretty much dashed any hopes of any Pac-12 team making it to the college football playoff. Um, as Oregon was pretty much their only hope this year of making the playoff. Um, the quarterback for Oregon... Maybe UC, USC will get him with, get him with that um, amazing resume they have. Yes, yeah. I mean, I, I, won't, I, mean, I, I don't put anything past this committee. Um, quarterback for Oregon, 20-31, 285, two TDs. Um, but Oregon State, 
Ooh, this running game was unbelievable. You know, 29 I, carries for Jamar Jefferson. 29 carries, 226 yards, and two scores. And, you know, Oregon State, they scored when it mattered. They outscored Oregon 22-7 to in the fourth quarter. Wow. And the last score they had, I believe it was either a third and goal or a fourth and goal partner. Their quarterback, their starter gets hurt, okay? He gets hurt. So they bring in, I guess it was either the backup or the third string, his first snap ever in a college game of any kind, and he scores. He scores in a QB sneak and, and wins the game for the Beavers. Kind of a, a cool story there um, as yep. the Beavers upset the Ducks. You know what? I think we, we should all be able to take a minute to, as a nation and vote that the Oregon State University should get put in the college football playoff after this win. <laughs> but just 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 a little joke there, folks. But just an incredible win for this program. And and we were just talking about this the other day. I mean, Oregon State, man. They've if anybody had it rough over the years, it, it was definitely them. You know, they've had they've been through it all. They've been so bad. You know, one win seasons, two win seasons, and now they're two and two, and they beat Oregon. I mean, nobody saw that coming. No. So great win for those guys there. Kudos to them. And I really hope they are able to win at least one of these final two games here. And maybe they'll put them in a bowl game at 3-3. Three and three. Yeah, you never know. Um, they, their remaining games here, partner, at Utah. A very winnable game there. And home against Stanford. Yeah, so Stanford's a they could easily go 4-2. I would love to see it. Yeah, we, we'd love to see those Beavers in the in the uh, bowl game. Maybe even a you know a New Year's Six game. You never know. Maybe they'll sneak in. <laughs> Yes, you're you're exactly right. You just never know with this committee. They've been making a lot of crazy decisions and head scratchers, and they're just not having their year. But in their defense, who is having a good year? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny. You know, you think about this committee, and, you know, they show, you know, their huge war room, and they got all these computers, and we watch all these games, and, you know, we evaluate all these teams, and we have all these athletic directors and coaches, and, Whoever the hell else is in there, you know, it could be like my, you know, my brother and my mom could be in there. Like, I don't even know who else they have in there. And um, it's just crazy to think, you know, they put all this time in to get paid probably millions of dollars. And they come out with the, this, these, like, it seems like they just pull out of a hat and this is what the rankings are. Like, it's just, it doesn't even Yeah, with other computers. I mean, you got to wonder why it's not even necessary. <laughs> it's not. I mean, like, it's pretty plainly obvious you watch the games you rank them like it's not that hard like i feel like i feel like you know all these committees and all these shows like all these experts just you know they overanalyze like it's pretty simple you see it on tv and you see who the best teams are it's really not that hard to to see like it's not hard to see alabama's the best team in the country every year it's not hard to see notre dame's a very good team it's not hard to see clemson's a good team not hard to see Ohio State plays nobody, and they should not be even ranked in the top, you know, eight. Like it, it's just it's pretty obvious, and I just don't understand. You know, they get paid all this money to to do all this stuff, and then like we get these terrible rankings every week. It just doesn't even make sense to me. But anyway, so getting to some actual games that mean anything in this world. Number two, Notre Dame, thirty-one. Number nineteen, North Carolina, seventeen. 
Again, we were watching as we enjoyed some great Grotto's pizza and wings, and we downed yeah, all. Yeah, huge shout out to those guys. Definitely, definitely try them out if you're ever in the Wilkes Bear area. Yeah, we we downed all of it, partner. We got all. Maybe of it. maybe when COVID decides to end, and you know we're able to go back to ball games. Maybe if you're tuning into or actually going to a uh, Scranton Wilkes Bear Yankees game, Grotto Pizza's right next to Mohegan Sun Arena, so. Yes. Enjoy Grotto's pizza after the ball game with a loved one or two. Yes. Um, what I gathered from this Notre, what I gathered from this Notre Dame game partner was Notre Dame's for real. This is a tough game down there in Chapel Hill, and uh, uh, Ian Book, you know, he he uh, you know played well, and they pull out the win. I have to beg to differ. North Carolina, not a very good team. They, they, didn't are, imp- they are overranked. Imp- I do agree with you on that. They, don't, they didn't impress me at all in this ball game. I was excited because I thought, ooh, Notre Dame's, you know, playing on the road against a ranked team, and to no avail. Notre Dame wins anyways, and, you know, I'm always cheering hard against Notre Dame, but, you know, I, I guess, yeah, they do deserve to be as high as they are, but they still got a lot to prove yet. I, I think this is far from over. Yes. Um, and then the other game you were talking about, Iowa State beats Texas, and they – some people called it an upset, but I didn't really see it as an upset. I think Texas is, you know, like we we said, they're very, very overranked, and uh, you know, I just don't really see how you know people see them as a very good team. Um, you know, we look at some of the look at the score here. I believe it was twenty three twenty, but I want to make sure for our, our listeners that we get this accurately correct. Yep, twenty three twenty Iowa State. Um, yeah, I really honestly didn't really take much out of this game. It just showed that Texas is overrated like every year, and uh, that Iowa State's for real. I think. I mean, we, we saw their number nine ranking, and you know, I think I think they're they could you know possibly pull it out. I mean, they outscored Texas ten nothing in the fourth quarter. Quarterback throws over three hundred three twelve in a score. Um, you know, what do you think, partner? Do you think Iowa State? I mean, they have a pretty clear path to win the Big 12 for the first time in a long time. Yeah, it's just unfortunate, though, that, that there will not be a Big 12 team in the college football playoff this yeah. year. Yeah, okay. um, I don't think there's ever been a two-loss team in the college football playoff. I know Auburn was close to making it that, that year, yeah, and they blew it, but it was in Alabama, then they... Yeah. Didn't even try in the Peach Bowl, and UCF declared themselves national champions. Yeah, I feel like that's something we mention every week. But yeah, well, hey, I mean, it's a stupid claim, so we can keep making fun of them every week for it. Yeah, and I, I want to mention their game. They beat they're okay now. They're supposed to be national champions. Okay, they beat Southern Florida fifty-eight forty-six. Southern Florida is one in eight. Wow, one in eight. That's yes, they just impressive. fired a coach a couple weeks back. And and UCF is, thinks are just so great. No, you're not. You're horrible. That's an, There's a reason why Scott Frost lost left you. You're 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 so low. You know you're you're not very high up there, and you'll 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 never be a power five program or ever considered for the college football playoffs. Same thing with you, Cincinnati. You're never going to come close to the top four. No, never. I think another interesting game. Iowa's twenty six, Nebraska twenty. You surprised with that result, partner? Not really. I mean, I thought I was going to win that game. Um, I thought I actually thought I was going to beat them by a little more than that. I was kind of surprised to see it was that close. I think Iowa was a lot better team than Nebraska. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought I was going to win that by at least a couple scores. So I was kind of surprised to see it only a six point game. But 
you know, rivalry game, you know, on the traditional day after Thanksgiving on Black Friday, you know, you never know what's going to happen with those games, but, you know, Iowa pulls out the win there, so. Yes, we love Black Friday, and and the funny thing is here, uh, why can everybody else in in the Big Ten beat Nebraska besides our Nittany Lions? Yeah, we got pummeled by Nebraska, too. Yes, I mean, they outplayed us since the first snap. Yes, I I don't really understand that one. Yes. Um, but the only other game I want to talk about, partner, was the Iron Bowl. You remember back in 2013 when Chris Davis returned that kick? 109 yards! Auburn's going to win the football game! And they all stormed the field, and everybody thought Auburn was the best thing since sliced bread. And, <laughs> and they come into this game, partner, and Alabama just demolish them 42 to 13 and i'm waiting for you to brag to me that my pick was way off because i had auburn winning this game like what did i say 42 41 or something yeah you got, i mean smith the i don't know if he was you know he drank something or something happened there but uh you know obviously yeah, i must way have, i must have been on something yeah way totally off mac jones for alabama some calling him a possible heisman candidate 18 to 26, 302 yards and five TDs. I don't, I, I don't like him for Heisman. I like that kid from from Oregon State, that Jefferson. Oh yes, we love the Beavers. 26 yards in the ground. We love the Beavers. Yes. Um, so I, I mean, were you surprised? I mean, obviously, I know you picked Auburn, but was that you know, were you surprised by? I, I wasn't surprised at all by Alabama blowing that. I thought it was going to be worse than that. I, Alabama just far and beyond better than Auburn right now. Um, what say you about that game, partner? Well, um, I, 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 I'm not surprised that Alabama won because, like I said, I could have gone either way, um, and that was obvious in my obvious in my um, horrible pick. I mean, it, I was just so off. Horrible. Um, but uh, you know. I thought for sure it would be a closer game because it usually is a closer game. Um, you know, it just goes to show you just how bad Auburn really is. Yes. I'm not sure how Gus Malzahn is still a coach. I don't know. Yeah, I, I was wondering now. I feel like he's been around for a while now. Yeah, and if for some reason he's just still there. Uh, I Maybe they're paying him a lot of money like Penn State and Michigan and they just can't afford to – to fire him, you know, with the pain to buy out, but he has just not done anything there. And year after year, I feel that Auburn, they overhype Auburn, you know, from the beginning, they're like 10 in the country, eight in the country, six in the country. And then they always find a way to blow it. Yeah. And this year they won't even be in a New Year's six game. You know, oh. they'll, they'll likely fall out of the, um, the, the top 25. They did top fall out, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, after this game, yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, fall so out of fall out of I mean, they're just they're just bad. Uh, that's all there is to it. And and Alabama, like, another quality win for them. I know Auburn's not that good, but just Alabama's proven everybody that yes, they are the best, and you know they should win it all. Yes. Um, now, if you like that Beaver, Oregon State Beaver running back, you're gonna like this one. Oregon, or not Oregon, Oklahoma State 50, number 23 in the land, Texas Tech 44. The running back for Oklahoma State, Desmond Jackson, 36 carries, 235 yards, and three scores. Wow. Yeah, another good one. So, for sure, big performance there. That was a good football game. 
I'm, I'm not a fan ground. of the high scoring affairs, but good win for Oklahoma State. Yes. And you know they, they've kind of been an up and down team this year, but it keep this win keeps them in the rankings, and you know they should at least be in the Alamo Bowl, which is always a decent bowl. It seems like they're yeah, every year, yeah. so they're like Hawaii, always in the Hawaii Bowl. Yes. So they'll be back in their traditional Valero Alamo Bowl. Yes, partner. And the only other game I wanted to talk about briefly was uh, Clemson and Pittsburgh. Number three, Clemson, 52, Pittsburgh, 17. I expected this game to be a lot closer, but uh, to no avail as Trevor Lawrence throws for over 400 yards and they absolutely dominate Pittsburgh in this one. Boy, uh, Jets fans have a lot to be excited about, don't they? Yeah, the J-E-T-S, Jets, 0-11, Jets, Jets, Jets. We'll get to you that. know, I feel bad for, I, I actually know a few Jets fans and I feel awfully bad for them. And I, I don't know how they could even live with themselves. No, and you root for a horribly run organization. That's what you're going to get every year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Woody Johnson's like in some other country right now, just laying on a beach and just not giving a crap about his team. Yeah, isn't he like the British ambassador or something? Yeah, see, something like that. That's why I said other country. Yes. I don't know if he's still in the in said position, but he, he was he was in some kind of crazy position. And just, I'm like, okay, who's running your, your, your franchise? Yes. Well, um, you know what they say, partner? They let the kids run it. Yeah, the you know, so the kids do it, you know. Um, yeah. All right, so let's run through some games for next week. I'm gonna go through the top twenty-five. We'll go through some Big Ten predictions, then we'll get on the NFL. Eight thirty Friday night, Louisiana number twenty-five, Louisiana traveling to Appalachian State. Partner, App State minus two and a half in this one. I got App State in the upset. I think App yeah, State think, wins this I'll one. Think, I'll think I'll App State too at home. All right, number four, Ohio State. Without their coach, Ryan Day, travels to East Lansing to take on the Spartans. Partner, Ohio State, a 24-point favorite. I will take Michigan State with the points, but I will take... Uh, I don't know. I That's a tough well, one. Jacob, you can't possibly be wanting to take Michigan State in this game, do you? Uh, thinking about it, but I will, I will, I will stick with my Ohio State prediction. But I will take Michigan State with the points. Yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking Ohio State in this game. Fifty-five, nothing. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, again, Michigan State overrated, and Ohio State's going to run all over them. And I'm, I, I heard some recent reports tonight that Urban Meyer might be coming back out of retirement to coach them in this one ball game. No, I think it's their. I think I, think, what do you think I think I heard Larry Johnson or something or something or other. Their OC. Oh, <laughs> just oh come on, bring back the the college professor Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. So, Texas A and M number five at Auburn. Um, Texas A and M twenty four seven. Yeah, I got A and M as well. I got them thirty one fourteen. But but I wouldn't be surprised if Auburn beats them. Uh, me neither. Number and it would, it would really shake up the top five completely. Number 15, Oklahoma State travels to Texas Christian University. Hardly Christian. Yeah, I I got Oklahoma State in this one um, pretty handily, too. Probably 28-7, 28-14. Yeah, I got Oklahoma th- 24, TCU 17. Your final. Number 17, North Carolina is playing an 0-2 Western Carolina team. Who do we got in this one? 
play. Hmm, I wonder. And we'll take North Carolina in this one. Yes, we'll take North Carolina handily, 55 nothing. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Number 21, Marshall, takes on Rice. Hmm. I guess we'll go with the team that's ranked. I don't know a thing about Rice, but Marshall's in the ranking, so. Yeah, we'll go with Marshall. By as well. some miracle, they're in their 21, so we'll take them. Now, yeah. See, you know, I feel, I feel bad for like teams like Army. Like, you think they'd be ranked? They're like seven and two, and there's teams like Marshall ranked. Like, how in the world? Well, that's a committee for you. I guess they, they just don't like Army. I guess I don't know. They don't like Army. Army's never in there. They must. They must be against the Army. They must be. I don't know. Number now, this is supposed to be the game of the week. The college game day is supposed to go there. The nine and zero Chanticleers, number eighteen, Coast Carolina, taking on the nine and one Liberty Flames. Now, wow. there are rep- there, interesting. there are reports that the game might be canceled due to COVID nineteen concerns from Liberty. Uh, partner, if this game is played, who do we got? I'm gonna go with the team that's been sliding and. Winning, winning, winning. I'm taking Coastal Carolina in this one, 28-27. I have Liberty in an upset here if they play. Now, I don't know what the COVID's going to do to them, so this could be a completely wrong picture. I'm going to go Liberty 35, Coastal Carolina 33. Their recently fired president will be happy. Yes. If that's the case. Number two, Notre Dame takes on the... One and nine Syracuse Orange. Maybe they're maybe they should play basketball, but this is a football game. Yeah, it's going to be Notre Dame. Um, hopefully they they win by a lot more than they beat Louisville, who are also who is also a very bad team. Twelve seven. Yeah. So again, it, it could be closer than we think, but Notre Dame they really got to beat up on this team. They're horrible. Syracuse is bad, and like you said, they belong in basketball. So. Notre Dame should win by big, but I'm only going to say they're going to win like 42-14 or something. Yeah, I'm saying 42 nothing blowout of Syracuse. Yeah, they got to make a statement in this game. Number six, Florida travels to Tennessee. I got Florida in this one handily, 35-7. Yeah, I got Florida big. Florida rolls over the Volunteers, 49-7. The sunshine state of Florida. Yeah, we, we hate Tennessee. Yes, what they did to Greg Schiano, I'll never forgive them. Number nine, Iowa State hosts the Mountaineers of West Virginia. Um, I'm going to take Iowa State in this one. Um, 24-14. Wow, I was thinking of a lot higher scoring. I'd say Iowa State 42, West Virginia 39. Hmm. Now, number sixteen, Wisconsin. It's still scheduled, but don't hold. I won't hold my breath. Hosting number no. twelve, Indiana. Indiana wins this game, seventeen thirteen, in a low-scoring affair. Yes, I like Indiana twenty, Wisconsin seventeen. I think Indiana wins. Number nineteen, Iowa takes on the Fighting Illini. Illinois in an upset. I like I like the way Lovey Smith's guys are playing. Illinois twenty eight, Iowa twenty four. I agree. I think upset, same team, same score. I think Illinois wins as well. Uh, number twenty four. What? 
I was just going to say I'll be rooting for Illinois hard in that one. Yes. We, unfortunately, Lovey Smith shaved that beard and... Ugh. What is he thinking? It's a great thing. Number 24, Tulsa travels to Navy. I'm going to take Navy in this one in a bit of an upset. I don't think Navy's that good this year. Three and six, or three and five partner. Yeah, they're due for a nice win here. Um, Navy wins this game. 31-30. I agree. I think I'm picking Navy in this one. 28-27 over Tulsa. Uh, number eight, Georgia hosts Vanderbilt, who has a women kicker. Do you see that? Oh, really? Yes, she kicked off, I think. I don't That's know. the wonderful thing. Is she just is she a place kicker just to is she just kick off? Uh I think she does everything because I think I saw both their kickers have COVID or something and she was like the only one they I think they literally got her off the soccer team or something. <laughs> I'm not joking, that's what happened. Um it's kind of interesting. Okay, well, that that's 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 really cool, you know, but um yeah, Georgia sixty three, Vanderbilt nothing. Yeah, I, I I was gonna say pretty much the same thing. I think Georgia dominates in this one. I think I think Georgia shows no mercy either because I I think they're gonna make a statement here. I think Georgia sixty, yeah, we'll say sixty three nothing over the zero and eight Vanderbilt, who just fired their coach by the way this week. Um, maybe they'll bring back Jimmy Franklin. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I guess that uh, you know that they you know putting the women kicker in there didn't work for that coach. Got fired like two days after. So. Uh, not much going on there. I mean, it is pretty cool though. I think the first she's the first girl to uh, play in a power five game. That is pretty cool though. Yeah, that is, for sure. Yeah, I don't cool know how I keep missing these stories, man. I got to get a better sports app than CBS Sports. They've really been letting me down and yeah, you got to get the... you got to get Bleacher Report, my friend. Oh, okay, good to know. Um, number twenty-two, Washington hosts Stanford. I'm going to go with the home team in this one, Washington, who did not belong in the college football playoff in 2016. Don't at me. Yes, I um, agree with that one. They'll win this one 20 to 14. Yeah, I think Washington 28, Sanford 10. Number 23, Oregon travels to Cal. Cal wins this one 31 wow. 23. I think Oregon rolls over California 42 14. Not not me after beating after losing the Beaver. Mm-mm. Number three, Clemson travels to Virginia Tech, and Clemson must win this one to get in the ACC championship. Yeah, Clemson will win handily, forty nine seven. Yeah, I agree. Same same team and score. Uh, number one, Alabama travels to LSU and Ed Orgeron. Alabama seventy, LSU zero. Wow, I was not expecting that. Um, LSU is just terrible this year. I think they need to like find a way to bring back Joe Burrow somehow, some way. Or maybe maybe if he has a twin brother out there, who knows? Yeah, you never know. Um, <laughs> I think that's seventy to nothing. I think Alabama wins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think by that much. Um, I, I'd say Alabama. <laughs> I think Alabama wins fifty-four. LSU seven. No, no. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, they're they're just still mad that LSU won it all last year, so they're really going to give it to them. I I mean, hey, and I guess, was... folks. By the way, Alabama were the Citrus Bowl champs a year ago. Yes, I, 
I mean, hey, I mean, if they want to run the score up. I don't, I don't give a damn because LSU they were pretty. Uh, they showed off last year, so I don't care if they lose eighty to nothing. I don't, I don't really care. We keep running it up on them. Seventy to nothing. Yeah, good. I hope that's a score. Number ten, my number ten, Miami travels to Duke. Yeah, number ten, Miami. They're they're a great number ten, aren't they? Yeah, uh, they're always overrated. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take Duke in this game for two reasons. Number two and one, seven, Duke. Duke. It's always it's always nice to take Duke. What are they would have Zion Williamson playing. Yeah, but it, but also because I I I know this one guy that's just like. At my job, and he always comes in bragging about Miami all the time. Like, and then the, the next day, he came, after Miami lost, he, he came with an Ohio State hoodie on. So, <laughs> <laughs> claims he's a, he's he's a fan of both of them, but he thinks he says Miami's way better than Penn State, and maybe this year, but altogether, no. But so I'm going to take Duke in this game just to just to piss him off. Uh, you know, Duke wins maybe 20, 25-23. You know, when I look at their quarterback, his name's De'Ara King. Um, I really hope he's dethroned in this game. Um, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Miami wins uh, 35-28 over Duke. Um, number 11, Oklahoma hosts Baylor. Prime time. Um, going to take Oklahoma in this one um, pretty handily, too. 38-10. 38, 38, uh, uh, I think Oklahoma wins uh, 48-30 over Baylor. And we also have Sunday night college football. Washington State travels to USC, a 7-30 kick. Interesting time there. I'm going to take USC in this one. Um, although I don't think they're that good or we just don't know enough about them because they they played all winless teams so far, like you mentioned earlier in the show but yeah i'm, I'm gonna take i'm gonna take usc 24 21 gonna be a close affair there yeah i i, I was uh, i was kind of tempted to pick washington state but i'm gonna pick stick with usc i think it's gonna be 20 24 20 your scores so move to the big 10 a couple more games before we get in the nfl the brass coach as Coach Cheech will be really happy. He's he's a huge USC fan. That's Cheech from Marion. Yes, yes. Louis Cheech, we love him. Nebraska at Purdue. Well, Purdue's going to keep the train rolling. The trend that only Penn State loses to Nebraska. So they're going to beat them in this one. 31-28. Yeah, I agree. Purdue wins 31-24. Uh, the only other game, Minnesota hosting Northwestern. Ooh, you know, I'm going to take Minnesota in this one. P.J. Fleck. Row the boat. Yes, uh, we're, so we're going to take Minnesota in this game. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take them uh, 38-35. I think P.J. Fleck rows his boat. <laughs> oh, okay, um... I think Minnesota, I think he rose the boat out into the Pacific Ocean and I I'm gonna pick Minnesota in a blowout here, thirty eight to twenty one. Very good. Over the Northwestern Wildcats. So when we come back here we will discuss NFL and all of our predictions for next week's games. And welcome into our part two of our 
podcast one here. We're talking all NFL and some Villanova basketball here. We'll start with that because I am a Villanova student, a sophomore, and uh, been watching our team intently as they won the 2K Empire Classic as they take down Arizona State and Boston College, respectively. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl played well in that ASU game, 28 points, 8 rebounds. Um, you know, Gillespie's looked very good so far in the first four games. They played up in Bubblesville, Connecticut, a made-up place that uh, college basketball has implemented because they want teams to play there so they don't get COVID. And uh, we're only supposed to play there for two games, and then uh, I think our St. Joe's game got canceled and our Temple game got canceled or postponed. I think the Temple game got canceled, but I think the St. Joe's game has been postponed. So we added Virginia Tech. Now they are ranked and they ended up beating us 81-73 in overtime. A terrible loss for our, my Wildcats as they're up by nine in the second half and I'm losing in overtime. Uh, Gillespie played very well. I think he had 25 points in this one. Uh, so Caleb Danzig Caleb Daniels, excuse me, he added in about, I think, 17 or 18 points. Um, however, our rebounding was just god-awful, and uh, we could not defend the three-point line. Um, the Virginia Tech made a ton of threes, and they ended up taking us down. Um, we ended up dropping number 12 in the rankings, and we picked up the University of Hartford partner, a very tough team. You know, we ended up destroying them 87-53 to in Bubblesville, Connecticut. Again, a made-up fantasy land place um, as Nova goes 3-1 and in the bubble. They now have a tough game on Sunday against number 17, Texas. They just took down number 13, North Carolina, in the championship game of the Maui Invitational out there in Hawaii. Um, I That's a tough game to pick, uh, early season matchup, but... I got Villanova in this one. They're going to be traveling down there to Texas to take on the Longhorns, but I got Nova winning this one. I think we're more of a basketball team than they are, meaning that you know I feel like you know we have a ton of seniors this year. We got a lot of chemistry and continuity this year. Uh, I believe we take down Texas and show them who the real basketball school is. Partner, who do you got in that one? Number twelve, Nova traveling. Number seventeen, Texas. Um. Hmm. Interesting matchup here. Um, I'm going to take Villanova in this one. I think they're the overall better team. I think it's going to be a close one, but I got Villanova 78-75. I think it's a little, little lower score than that. I think I got Nova 70-65 to over Texas from Austin. Uh, I did have in here about Richmond beating Kentucky by 12, but that was more to just uh, poke fun at my partner here who... Uh, is a avid lover of Kentucky basketball, but we won't we'll spare him some of the uh, the hate as he also lost to Kansas. But uh, you know, I just got an old bird. They Kentucky to represent us in a great way, and uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, we'll give him a pass because they have like eighteen freshmen. I think they're I think they're all about fifteen years old. So we'll give him a pass <laughs> on that one. So I'll get to the NFL. The uh, sport that we actually like. The Titans. The Titans all over the Indianapolis Colts. 45-26 partner. King. As they avenge their loss 
from two weeks yes, ago. Yes, King Henry, also known as uh, the Titans running back. 27 carries, 178 yards, and three touchdowns. Phillip Rivers, the ancient one, 295 yards and a couple scores. And part of this put this puts the Tennessee Titans in the first place of the NF or yeah the NFC uh or no sorry the AFC South getting late here. What do you think of this game? Titans beating up on the Colts there. Yeah, very good win for Tennessee. I thought for sure the Colts had the upper hand. Um, you know, because they beat them two weeks ago, and the Colts are you know playing some good football of late. But good win for them, and King Henry just continues to carry them week in and week out and just overall a great win for them and right now I believe they're the number three seed if I'm not mistaken in the AFC. Yes. Uh, we'll get to the And foot. Kansas City always lose they could always end up losing one or two, likely not, but who knows? And Tennessee keeps on winning, they could end up being the number two seed. So, you know, it it will be an interesting thing to keep an eye on for sure where they end up at eight, you know, they're eight and three now and, you know, Still a long way to go, but they're in a pretty good position, I think, as far as getting one of the higher seeds in the AFC. Yeah, we'll get to the playoff picture a little bit later. Um, but, yeah, definitely an impressive win. Now, I think this is the most surprising game of the day on Sunday. Falcons 43, Raiders 6. Uh, a couple questions for your partner. First of all, did the Raiders even show up? They only had 40 yards rushing in this one. Now, what do we think of the Las Vegas Raiders? Now they're only 6-5. and five. Yeah, they're slowly but surely falling apart here and watching their season just slip away from them. Same thing with the Arizona Cardinals, which we'll discuss later over in the Hail Murray. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, this, this is just bad. You know, 43-6, and I believe the game was in Las Vegas. It was in Atlanta, partner, but still. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but yeah. Uh... I didn't expect this result at all. I think the Falcons are a totally different team under Raheem Morris. I'll be surprised if he doesn't get the interim tag removed from yeah, him. Yeah, he's been doing very good. He's been at some point. I mean, he, he's still a young coach. He's only in his thirties, partner. Uh, I'd keep you know? him around. I would too, and he's already had one crack at being being an NFL head coach. Now he's with the partner quiz. Who who did he coach? First thought that came to my mind was the Broncos, but I know that's wrong, so I really don't uh, know. I have no idea. It is. It was the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers partner. Oh, I guess they're right the second time, the Bucks. Yes, he he was the head coach there for only a year or two. It wasn't very long, and it was a, kind of a failed stint there. Um, but they're playing very well, and it's good to see. Probably too little too late. They're 4-7, and seven, and... You know, they're gonna have to. They have a lot of ground to make up yet to have any sort of chance at the number seven seed. If there's a number eight seed, maybe who knows? But they they started out too poorly under a terrible coach in Dan Quinn. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was interesting when you said how the Raiders season was the Raiders season was falling apart. Uh, it made me think of uh, John Gruden and how his masks are just falling apart. You know, like you know, just you know. <laughs> Week one, he didn't wear one. He didn't wear one. He said he already had the virus, and I had this already. And I know what it's like. Okay, and uh, you know, it seems like every week it's just getting looser and thinner, and 
he doesn't really care about the virus, I guess, but whatever. Yeah, I think I think he's just dreaming of returning to his Monday night football gig. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll, uh, you know, replace, you know, I forget who's even in there, Greasy and Lewis Riddick and Steve Levy <laughs> or whatever. Anybody's better than Booker, but then again, Beth Moans is always available. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, she's always available. Um, She'd be more than happy to step in, <laughs> if oh, yeah. need be. Yes, she, she'll be more than welcoming to step in there. Uh, and I gotta gotta hand it to you, partner. I I picked the Chargers to upset the Bills. Did not happen. Bills twenty seven, Chargers seventeen. Uh, Herbert not bad, three sixteen, a touchdown, a pick. However, Buffalo outrushed the Los Angeles Chargers one hundred seventy two to seventy six. Buffalo now eight and three. Eight and three partner as they are. Yeah. They are moving. You know, Buffalo way. has a nice team this year. I really they like do. what they're doing there. Josh Allen's been a beast. Josh um, Allen, Sean Sean McDermott there, former defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia coach. Eagles. And you know, the funny thing is when they initially fired Rex Ryan. Who by the way is a horrible co- and a horrible uh, analyst by the way he just loves throwing people under the bus like baker mayfield and baker came out and said and who are you coaching right now <laughs> no i think that, i think no i think the person who takes the cake for throwing people on their buses bruce arians yes oh tom brady was terrible he was terrible <laughs> <laughs> but anyways uh yeah by the way bruce arians you don't call the goat terrible okay <laughs> uh just just some friendly advice yeah, there. Just some advice yeah yeah, that's another thing we mention every week, folks. We're sorry. It just it never gets old. Yeah, it's um, pretty funny. But yeah, the the Bills, for sure, are a very good, very good football team this year. And, you know, they, they seem to got something going. The point I was trying to make before is that, I, I, you know, I don't know how you feel about this, but this was against Anthony Lynn, their former <laughs> offensive coordinator. And many felt that he they would have stayed in-house and hired Anthony Lynn. And they actually did something that many were surprised. They, they brought in Sean McDermott, McDermott, who at the time was the defensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers. And I myself thought it was a head-scratching move from the beginning. And what do you know? McDermott makes the playoffs in year one with them. First time in 17 years. Now my my G-men may be on their way to 17 straight years if they can't figure it it out this year. But, yeah. uh, And they're just proving that it was the right move of, you know, hiring McDermott over Lynn and Lynn, very little success in, in Los Angeles so far, but I do think there's a bright future there with at least Herbert. Yes. Maybe with maybe with or without Lynn, but Herbert's very good. Yes, yeah. Rookie, rookie of the year, hands down. Oh, yeah, Justin Herbert. He's been great. He's been great all year. I've been very shocked how good he's been this year. Um, but, yeah, good win for the Bills there. And and then we want to move on to Smith G-Men. They pick up a huge win over the Cincinnati Bengals. Nineteen yes. seventeen. Uh Daniel Jones sixteen to twenty seven, two hundred and thirteen yards and also had six carries for nineteen yards, but he unfortunately got hurt due to a hamstring injury. Not really sure what the extent of that is, but uh I guess we'll find out here shortly from my partner here. Uh Wayne Gallman. He's been he's been emerging here. He, twenty four carries, ninety four yards and a score. The G men. Now looking to 
threatened for a playoff spot in the NFC East with the Washington football team right on their heel. I think Washington, no, G-Men are in first place, yes, because they beat the the football team twice. Um, G-Men are very, very impressive. Very impressive three turnovers, including a strip sack and an interception and a fumble stripped from the receivers. So, Partner, what do we make of this game? You know, they've grinded out a, a good win for your G-men. Well, I think for sure. But I think this defensive unit under defensive coordinator Patrick Graham deserves a little bit of a shout-out. Yes, I agree. Here's a unit that hasn't allowed more than 20 points since last month, a month ago. Monday, November 2nd, against a very high-powered Buccaneers offense. Yes. And even more worth mentioning, okay, they only allowed over 30 points twice. So, in short here, this defense, and by the way, the last two weeks, only allowing 17 to the Bengals and the Eagles, respectively. Not great teams, but... I mean, the Eagles' they, offense is horrible, so... Not really, yeah, but, but, I mean, still. they deserve some credit. you got to give credit where credit's due. And they're doing a great job getting into the quarterback. I mean, I don't know if anyone walked, bothered to watch this game. I mean, it was... I the did. Seven and one Bengals against the three and seven Giants. I was watching. Me too. It was a very good football game, by the way. But in the end, there, when the Bengals ended up getting the ball back after the punt, they started at like their the Giants' forty-eight yard line. And I thought, oh my god, we're gonna lose to the Bengals, and we're gonna fall to three and eight, and the Redskins will be in first place. Excuse me, the Washington Football Team will be in first place in the NFCs. Not the case. Notice the very first play from scrimmage. At that point in that drive, was this not only a sack of Brandon Allen, right? Yes. But a fumble recovered by the G-Men. And they get they get a huge win. So the defense is doing great. And I'm a little bit concerned about Daniel Jones. But at the same time, partner at Seattle, wasn't going to happen with Jones. Even if he's, you know defying all odds and, and really coming along well with this injury and, and they believe he can play, you know, don't don't take any chance on that. You know, he's playing good football. You need him for more important games down the stretch. So let him sit out this one. Colt McCoy, you know, again, not the most exciting name out there, but quite frankly, neither is Daniel Jones when you really think about it. Um, no. <laughs> but Colt McCoy's been around. He's been a starting quarterback with the Browns back in his time. He's only 34, um, so he's not like he's not like he's 40. You know, he, he's been around. He knows what it's like, and you know, I don't think he he gives them a chance in Seattle, but I think he, he keeps them in the game. And if, if they do pull off a miracle, which we'll talk about later, um, actually, we'll t- I'll save it for later. But you know, they lose to Seattle. I don't think Washington beats Pittsburgh. I don't think Philly beats Green Bay in the frozen <laughs> tundra. <laughs> Sorry about that, partner, but your, your Eagles just don't stand a chance. No, we're going to lose by 40. Dallas, when they eventually play Baltimore, whenever that happens, they're not going to beat them either. Yeah, so, that probably won't be till about, you know, three weeks they'll play Baltimore. For like the 400,000th time this year, the NFCs will go 0-4 in, in a weekend. Um, so at that point, you're looking at 4-8, and 4-8, and eight, Giants in Washington, Philly 3-8-1, Dallas 3-9. Not the end of the world. Um, the idea would be to have Jones back for the next two Sundays, which partner are huge. Yes. Home against Arizona, home against Cleveland, back to back. 
They're very winnable games. That's going to decide the season right there. If they cannot win either one of those games, Washington is your NFC's champion. Yes. Because at 4-10, and 10, they're not going to win at Baltimore, although who knows because Baltimore's a mess. Um, home against Dallas, 5-11, and 11, Jacob, is just not going to do it. No, you got to get at least six wins. I think the race to six wins is going to get you in. And I think even seven to be safe because yes. Washington, you figured they'll lose to Pittsburgh and they'll lose to Seattle. But, they, but they've got three winnable games against Dallas, Philly, Philly. and San Francisco. Yeah. So seven and nine, the Giants have to be seven and nine too. They, they have the tiebreaker over Washington from beating them twice head to head. So, you know, I, I, I know. just don't, I'm just not very comfortable with Jones being out for too long. I think he can miss Seattle. Arizona's got to be back for it. Yes. Yeah. What's your take? Who wins the NFC East? I I still sticking with Washington as of right now. Just for the reasons you mentioned, you know they have three pretty winnable games against, you know my my Eagles. Um, you said Dallas, right? And then uh, San Francisco. Um, so I think they could win all three of those games. Now, granted, San Francisco does beat the Rams this weekend. They're kind of back in the race, so that might not be as easy as we originally thought. Um. But uh, you know, maybe they'll stoke Alex Smith. You know, remember, remember way back when he got benched for uh, Colin Kaepernick, and uh, that might still might lit a fire under him when they play them. So, you know, you never know. But uh, I, I think Washington still wins this division. I, I think seven and nine wins this division. I don't think you get a six and ten division winner. I think somebody's gonna get the seven wins if it's you know Washington or New York. Um, you can just count my Eagles out. They're not gonna do anything. Um. But uh, I I don't know. I mean, the, the New York Giants, New York football Giants still have a decent chance as well. I'm going to be really interested to see. I honestly, they could beat Seattle. I know, you know, I know I said before that they would get blown out by Seattle. But watching Seattle play Philly on Monday night, they're not that impressive of a team. Like, you know, I know they got Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and Tower Lockett, but like, their defense is horrible. I mean, they're giving up almost 350 pass yards a game, which is, I think, going to be the worst in NFL history. Um, like they don't have a legion of boom like they used to have. Well, you, know, you know what they need, partner? Because if, the, if the trend continues that the defense can hold their opponent under 20, then they definitely need at least one, if not two, one special teams and or defensive score. Or at least like a big takeaway that like puts your offense within like the twenty or thirty yard line, but and it can happen. I mean, Seattle, Russell Wilson, you know, it's not the greatest year for them. I I think I'm I'm putting now we're gonna do our prediction later, but I'm putting Seattle on upset alert here. I I I have a feeling. I have a feeling that you know watching them on Monday oh, I night. I wish I had as much confidence as you. On Monday night, they didn't look that impressive to me, but we'll, we'll Parker, get to that here's later. My question to you: mm-hmm. How in the world? Do you think the Giants are in position for an upset? But you still pick Washington to win the NFC East. If they beat Seattle, they're essentially the NFC East champion, right? That that's true. Um, you know, I guess we'll get to that in the next about You're contradicting yourself there, buddy. Perhaps you had a long day. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean it is you know, half hour after midnight here, but um, East here. But uh no, I mean I mean actually, yeah, I mean I, I guess you're right. Um I think yeah, I mean, if I end up picking the Giants, which I might as well do here in our predictions, um, you know, they they would have the inside path to win the NFC East. 
Um, but yeah, um, I, I we'll, we'll get to that a little later here. We got a lot of games to get to yet here. Um, Vikings twenty eight, Panthers twenty seven. Now, how the hell does Carolina lose when they they score two scoop and they had two scoop and scores in this game? Two, not one, two. And and they had a muff punt that they got within the fifteen yard line, and they still lose. Uh, I I guess Kirk Cousins is just like a magician or uh, whatever. I guess you could say you like that. Um, three hundred seven yards, three TDs, including that fumble loss, which turned for which was for a touchdown. But I mean, you got to give him credit here, partner, Captain Kirk. You know, another clutch t- touchdown drive at the end of forty six seconds left. He gets a touchdown from Minnesota, and they win the game. Uh, yes, I, I happened to end up watching that game, you know, thanks to the bonus coverage on Fox. Thank you, Fox, for that. Um, but, yeah, great win for Minnesota. Um, the team that won this game, that would have ended up the winner. Obviously, Minnesota was, but they got the five wins. And, you know. No, they're still in it, partner. They still got a chance. Yeah, yes. I mean, that loss, I can't stop thinking about that loss to Dallas. I mean, that was yeah, horrible. I don't know how, they, how that happened. Yeah, I don't know how in the world, but, you know, they are still in it. And, Quite frankly, I think they have to make the playoffs this year for Mike Zimmer to stick around. Yeah, he's got to make it, or he or he's toast. Yeah, and it's not going to be easy. I mean, I'm thinking here. I mean, you know, that final seven, that seventh seed right now is is currently held by the Arizona Cardinals, and they're they're six and five. So at five and six, I mean, yeah, the Vikings are still in it. And they've got to continue to play well. I mean, besides the Dallas game, which is just a weird result, they, they've they've been on the roll. So let's see if they can if they can keep it going. And Carolina, well, I kind of figured Matt Rule wouldn't have a very good first year. We'll we'll see how next year goes. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Mister One Hundred Million. Yeah. 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 Um. All right, let's see. Uh, the Niners 23, Rams 20. Robbie Gold from 50 yards is good, and the Niners pull off the stunner in SoFi Stadium. Which is interesting because that win puts the Niners in a logjam tie for seventh place with four teams. Or no. What's this saying? Oh, never mind. Um Let me see here. Puts the Niners in the seventh slot. Yes, puts the Niners in the Oh, there's three teams tied. Yeah, you got the Niners, the Vikings, and the Bears all at five and six right now. For that last spot. Oh, okay. And that's interesting too. I mean, that really helps out Seattle who just lost to the Rams. Yeah, Seattle is number two. Seattle has full control of first place in, in the division, and they have a very easy schedule, yet they have two games partner remaining against NFC's teams. Yes. And we know, I mean, these these non-divisional, non-NFC's teams and non-conference teams that have played the NFC's have pretty much had a free pass this year. Pretty much. I think there's like three or four wins in the NFC's against beating other teams. I think the Giants beat the Bengals. That was their only win against a non-NFC's opponent. Philly beat um, San Francisco. That was it for them. Yep. Um, and then you have uh, Washington beating 
the um oh geez who did they beat oh well somebody oh um the vikings no i don't know they, they, it was somebody because i know that they said the giants were the last team to beat a, a non-divisional team hmm. I, I just can't seem to think of it oh, oh well oh well a little late here but oh well um Patriots, tw- I think the upside of the day, Patriots 20, Cardinals 17. Oh, it was the Bengals partner. Bengals, yeah, yeah, Bengals, yeah, the Bengals. Um, as the Eagles tie the Bengals um, in a stunner. Yes. Um, what do we think here? Are the Patriots still in contention 5 and 6, Cardinals 6 and 5. So how's it looking right now? Is the, is the 7th seed 6 and 5? For the NSC, the Cardinals are in the sixth slot at six and five. And uh, the AFC, the Patriots are holding on for dear life. Uh, as they are five and six, and the last spot goes to the Colts as they are seven and four. Oh, mm, yes. Well, t- technically they're still in it. Um, it's going to be tough for them, but that was a good win against the Cardinals. A very good game there. It was actually. A late hit out of bounds. A personal foul late hit that actually... That was a BS call, by the way, because Cam Newton was still in bounds, and he's a runner, so that's a completely yeah, legal hit. Yeah, the defender was in motion, so there was no way for him to stop himself. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a bull, bull call there. Yeah, I mean, just think you can't even play defense anymore in this league without getting flagged every time you def- you play pass defense, pass interference, spot of the foul, first pass. Yeah, like, literally, there was a... A play today in the Ravens Steelers game where uh, uh, the guy hit Robert Griffin the third and just like normally tackled him. They called it roughing the passer because he quote drove him into the ground. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Yes. It right, doesn't even make sense anymore. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I think the Cardinals, you know, they uh, you know, they're holding on for dear life right now. I st- I still think the Cardinals sneak in, but San Francisco's right on their horse. Yeah, it's going to be, gonna be interesting. Uh, they both have tough matchups this week, too, so we'll get into that a little later. Um, Dolphins 20, Jets 3, and Brian Flores' partner. What the hell is he doing? He's playing freaking Fitzpatrick again. 257, two TDs. Like, well, I think we why? can't go past this highlight, you know, the highlight of this game without giving our boy Mike Gesicki from You're Penn State a shout-out. And you know what? Not that I care that he's a Penn Stater because I really don't. I'm just happy he got me some fantasy points. <laughs> he's my he's my starting tight end, and, and he's done virtually nothing for me this year. So there you go. It was nice to see him finally finally give me some six points. You know, in yep. my win over Adam Mazurk. Yep. Do we think the Jets will win a game this win a game this year, partner? Own eleven. Well, let me let me see their schedule. Hold on, let me see here. Um, jet schedule. Well, they play at home against the Raiders. The Ra- if the Raiders play anything right. like they played against the Falcons and not show up and just be like, yeah, whatever, or, or show up drunk um, <laughs> with their maskless coach who I says ha- he I knows ha- what COVID is all about. Okay. I had that um, already. Yeah, I, I had. I know what it's like. I mean, somewhere Nick Saban's saying, "Oh no, you don't." I had it twice. So, <laughs> um, and Nick Saban, boy, he's got to watch, man. Yeah, no. 
he's, he's, he's up there. He can't afford to be getting COVID every other day. Yeah, no, he's getting positive left and right. Yes. So the Raiders, that, I mean, they're at home in that game. It's a possibility at Seattle and at the Rams, um, mm. the next two. And then they finish up. Come on now. Let me see here. At home against the Browns, uh, yeah, it's not too winnable. And then the Patriots. So I think they're really only chances this coming Sunday at home against the Raiders. Yes, we'll have to see. And, 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 but other than that, I think I think it's going to be an 0-16 team for Gase's bunch. Do I think the Dolphins are for real? 7-4. I'm very high in the Dolphins. No. Nope, I'm, I'm just not impressed with them. I think they've got a lot to prove as well. Yeah, I mean, I I liked them a couple weeks ago, but with these this quarterback carousel, I'm I'm kind of falling off the bandwagon a little bit. What is Brian Flores thinking? Like, you think he'd want to like look towards the future? But nice job, Fitz Magic. Yeah, he'll be Fitz Tragic next week if they play him. But so so um, what, what's the status? Because I know um, Goodell has floated this idea several times. What, what's the status on the eighth playoff team in that's, each division? That's not gonna happen. Or each conference, rather. No, not going to happen. Not this year, anyway. Because, I mean, there's a lot of teams. I, Miami is technically out of the playoffs right now, right? No, they're they're in. They're number six right now. Oh, they're six? Okay. Well, yeah. Should be interesting. So, I guess the Raiders are the first team out then, right? The Raiders. Uh, yes, they're the first team out. At six and five, okay, so. And the Ravens are also out now, too, six and five. Yeah, so I mean, I have a funny feeling that the Ravens, once they get healthy, I think they're a lot better than the record says they are. Um, I think I saw a fact on social media earlier today that they have seven pro bowlers out with the virus. Oh. Don't know how true that is, but if that's the case, and you got to give them a break, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're a lot better than people think. So I think that they could possibly, or they should sneak in over Miami as long as they get healthy. Yes, now we'll move on to uh, a team that had no quarterback and has a coach that uh, just doesn't wear a mask. Does that? I don't wear them. I don't believe. I don't. I don't do that. Um, you know. Let, let me just say one thing here, okay? I, I, I gotta. I, I gotta take a moment just to completely blast the NFL for even having this game. Okay, and the reason for it that they had this game, despite the Broncos not having a quarterback healthy, and they continued to push back the Ravens and Steelers, a game that I thought would never happen. The reason is is because of the state of the competitiveness of the game. What in the world? You've got to be kidding me. Competitiveness. So the Broncos, who came in four and six, if they win, they go to five and six. Um, everybody's raving about the Patriots be, being five and six. Okay, that's only two games out of a wild card spot. And regardless, it's not fair to the Broncos. I think every game matters, and the game should not have been played. What do you mean postponed till Monday? Yes. Because all the quarterbacks would have came back by Monday. Now, the reason that they gave was because since the quarterbacks did not follow protocol 
and they did not wear a mask when they were <laughs> they were gathered together. They're all put on the COVID nineteen list as Jeff Driscoll tested positive, and then all the other quarterbacks decided to come to the, a meeting, and none of them wore a mask, and they all got put on the COVID list. Now, the issue is that they these quarterbacks could have came in could have came back by Monday. Um, they were cleared. They were tested negative all week. Um, but however, I think the prevailing reason was that the NFL wanted to make an example out of the Broncos to show you got you must follow protocol, and if you don't, you will get punished like they did. Um, kind of a weird situation. They actually, this is an interesting story. They actually tried to sign two of their assistant coaches onto the active roster to play quarterback. I'm not even joking. They actually did that. Was one of them Pat Shermer? And the NFL, yeah, his son. They actually wanted him to play, and they the NFL denied them. They said no, you can't do that. Um, so they ended up bringing a. a Where do you get these? I read it. I read some articles. I read some articles about it. Um, so they brought in they brought in their practice squad undrafted wide receiver named Kendall Hinton. Now. I watched these highlights. I, <laughs> I watched these. I these highlights. It's just, it's not good. Uh, he went one for nine, thirteen yards, two picks in this game. Uh, he actually did play backup quarterback at Wake Forest last year, but um, you know, if you're a backup quarterback at Wake Forest, and you got problems. Um, but I mean, you got to give the guy credit. I mean, he literally. Had no practice with these any of the offense. He literally found out Saturday night he was going to play quarterback on Sunday, so he had no no recollection recollection of the playbook or anything. So I mean, against an NFL defense and the Saints have a good defense, uh, you got I guess give him a little bit of credit. But look at Taysom Hill, partner, the, the starter, the actual quarterback for the Saints. He was terrible. Nineteen to 16, 78 yards and a pick. Disgusting. Horrible. Um, but anyway, I think the Saints control their de- destiny now. They're nine and two in their three games after this pretty much bye week where they destroyed. When's Bree supposed to come back? I don't know. He's my starting quarterback in fantasy, and I have him on IR right now, so I don't know when he's coming back. I hope he comes back soon. So I'm playing Tannehill right now. That's too bad for you. Yeah. Oh well. Um. But yeah, the Saints have a three game lead in the division over the. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and speaking of the Tampa Bay, uh, they lost to the Chiefs 27-24 as Mahomes had over 400 yards in the first quarter. Tyreek Hill has over 200 yards receiving in the first quarter. That begs the question, actually Tyreek Hill had 13 catches, 269 yards, and three touchdowns. It begs the question, partner. What the hell is Ty Bowles doing as defense coordinator? Is he like drawing on his freaking playbook? Is he like drawing little crayons for his kids or something? Like what the hell? <laughs> yeah, just just a terrible performance by the Bucks defense, and it's really making me start to question how good this football team really is. Yeah, I mean, like you know, it seemed like the they've, hype they've train. They've been losing on it on a, on a weekly basis in the last couple of weeks. I mean, whew. hey, I mean, you know. I don't, you know, I give it to Bruce Arians. You know, he he's very good. 
um, you know, at, throwing people under the bus. You know, he makes himself look good. So you know, these three losses, I guarantee you, were not his fault at all. I guarantee you, it was either Tom Brady or the offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator or you know Roger Goodell or or the opposing team for playing better, <laughs> like. You know, it's not, it's not, it's never Arian's fault ever. I think he. No, he's one of those guys. You know, if, if it were up to him, he'd already be in the Hall of Fame. So, uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, yeah, a guy, a guy who became famous for being the Colts interim coach yes. when Peyton Manning was injured. Yeah, yeah. As he, they started zero thirteen that year, partner. And you know, I'm sure Bruce Arians, you know, blamed that on on Peyton Manning getting injured. I'm sure he didn't blame himself for that either. <laughs> As Caldwell was fired that year. Yes, yeah, Caldwell. Yes, five seasons. The, the oh Lions. no, wait a minute. No, wasn't it that Chuck Pagano, Chuck Pagano was out? Yes, when he got cancer. Yes. Yes. Well, what's he up to these days? Is he is, is he's, he a a job, is he a he's a defensive coordinator? He's a defensive coordinator. Oh, where is he? The defensive coordinator for somebody. Can't remember what team he is. I want to say it was. Who plays Sunday night? Was it the, oh, he's a, yeah, he's a defensive coordinator for the Bears. The Bears. They got but destroyed. you know what? We, we, love Frank, we, we love Frank Reich in Indianapolis. Oh, we love Frank Reich, yes. Better than Peterson. Mm, yeah, I mean, got a point there. Anyway, um, let's go through these last couple of games. I want to get our picks in here before our time is up here on the podcast. Um, Can't go on to a third show here. Yeah, we're not doing that. Um. Texans 41, Lions 25, Sean Watson 4 TDs, Lions 4 and 16, their last 20 Thanksgiving Day games. And Matt Patricia fired. Matt Patricia gone, he might as well shave that beard too, he looks disgusting with that. Um, maybe he'll go back to being a rocket scientist. <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll, maybe he'll actually use that aeroscience engineering degree or whatever the hell he got there. You know, I don't think that really helped him with football at all. Um <laughs> Washington 41, Dallas 16. We talked about that, about Washington New York Giants winning the NFC East. Um, Browns 27, Jaguars 25 in a close game there. Uh, Baker Mayfield 258, two TDs. Nick Chubb 19 carries 144 yards. Jarvis Landry 8 catches 143 yards and a score. Browns, the sexy pick for the AFC according to my partner, the sexy pick. I don't know if he's still stuck in with that or not, but... Let's just forget I ever said that, okay? <laughs> okay, we're going to forget you said that. We're, we're going to wipe that out. Um, on Monday Night Football, Seahawks 23, Eagles 17. I'm just, I'm too tired to rant about this game, but, um, you know, Eagles, they're just terrible. I don't know what else to say. Um, the first five drives, three and out. Doug Pearson almost looked like he wants Wentz to do bad. He literally threw the ball 45 times. He ran the ball eight times. And we have two running backs who average over five yards a carry. Eight times. Eight times he ran the ball. And then to make matters worse, we were actually in the game. We're down twenty to nine. Yeah, twenty to nine. And we're at the Seattle fifteen, eight minutes to go. Kick the damn field goal. Nope. Goes for it. Fourth and four, Carson Wentz throws an interception, and that's the game. So, he said he wanted to be aggressive. That's not being aggressive. That's just being stupid. Um, just terrible. Uh, just terrible. And they got to go the 
frozen tundra Lambo field on Sunday. I won't be watching. I'll watch Villanova play at 1 o'clock and I'll go see Christian. I'm not even watching it because they're going to get destroyed. Aaron Rodgers is probably going to throw for 600 yards and 10 TDs. I'm not even watching. Um, he'll, be, he'll be breaking the passing record of like, I think it's 560 yards or something. Well, I'm sure, yeah. He'll probably throw for 700 yards in the first half. Um, and speaking of the Packers, Packers win 41-25 and I mean, this game was out of reach. It was like 28-27-3 at one point. And, you know, Mitch Trubisky is not Tom Brady. He was not coming back from a 28-3 deficit. Or I think it was 27-3. But, uh, yeah, Packers blew them out. And then Wednesday afternoon football, which was entitled Sunday night football, which was supposed to be Thanksgiving night football, which turned into Sunday afternoon football, which turned into Tuesday night football, which turned into... Wednesday afternoon football from Pittsburgh. Steelers win 19-14. Huge shout-out to our, our boy Trace McSorley. A big 70-yard touchdown pass to Holiday Brown, or Hollywood Brown, sorry. Get him back into the game. But we, we love Trace McSorley. He should be the, I, I think he should be the starter there. I, Lamar Jackson's so overrated, it's not even funny. Yeah, and RG3 is just terrible. RG3, he deserves to just just go home. Just go home. Just take up something else. I mean, football is not your sport, buddy. Yeah, maybe you can pursue a baseball career like Christian Hackenberg. <laughs> you know, he's out there pursuing a baseball career somewhere. Yeah, after a 7.58 ERA in high school. Yes. Um, so, with that, we'll get to our picks here for week numero 13. Steelers and the football team. Pittsburgh. Yeah, I got Pittsburgh as well. 31-17. Yes, I pretty much take the same score. Chiefs and Broncos. <laughs> they will, they'll, they'll have their quarterbacks Broncos this week. Zero. What's the score? I said Chiefs 73, Broncos 0. Oh, boy. Okay. I, didn't... I mean, you're going to have Pat Shermer under center. <laughs> well, they're actually going to have their quarterbacks back. but uh... no, well, I actually think they hired Shermer's son or nephew, whatever yeah, the hell son. he is. Yes, <laughs> his son, yep. Oh, he, Shermer is just a disaster. Yeah, that, that's Shermer guy. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think Chiefs uh-huh. are going to win 43-20. He was the Eagles head coach for a game partner. He, well, yeah, he beat the G-Men in Week 17. G-Men. Titans and Browns in an interesting matchup of eight and three teams. Oh, how much I love the Browns, but I have to take Henry and the Flying Titans. Yeah, I agree. Titans win. 20, no, no, a little bit more than that. Maybe 28. 28-21. Yeah, I say 28-20 Titans. Bills and Niners. Oh, the, the Niners are playing good football, but the Bills keep on rolling. Bills win this one 28-17. I'm picking Niners in an upset here from Glendale, Arizona, because uh, the county of Santa Clara uh, actually said no... No contact sports for the next three three weeks, so they're now playing in State Farm Stadium, home of the Arizona Cardinals, for the home games. Where's that, San Francisco? Thanks, Nat. Thanks, Nancy. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I could thank uh, good old Nancy Pelosi for that. But uh, 
I pick I'm picking Niners and upset 24-21 over the Buffalo Bills. Interesting. Dolphins and Bengals. I'm going to go with the Dolphins in this one 31-7. Yeah, I picked the Dolphins 31-8. <laughs> Interesting. Colts and Texans. Um Philip Rivers and the Colts get back on track after a tough loss to the Tennessee Titans and they win this ball game. The Texans aren't playing bad, so I'm going to keep it close, but it's going to be 24-20. Yeah, I think Colts win Colts win 27-20 over Deshaun Watson and the Texans. The Raiders and the J-E-T-S Jets. Who wins? All right. On behalf of all my fellow... Oh, he's picking the Jets. Jets friends, friends that Jets that are Jets fans. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you this time. The the Raiders are terrible, and the Jets finally get that first win of the season, and they avoid going 0 and 16. By the way, something that only the Detroit Lions and Cleveland Browns have done, actually, with no. the span about six or seven years. Um, but. Yeah, I'm going to go to Jets in this one, and a final score of 30 to 20. Wow. I think Las Vegas wins this one. Bounce back win 31-17 over the Jets. Ravens-Cowboys on Tuesday night. Ravens 27, Dallas 10. Yeah, I agree. I think Ravens come out in a big way. Ravens 28, Cowboys 10. Patriots and the Los Angeles Chargers in an interesting matchup. I'm going to go with Bill Belichick and the Patriots in this one. Final score, 17-14. Yeah, Patriots win 20-10 over the Los Angeles Chargers. I think that Patriots defense slows down Herbert a little bit, if there's even a way to do that. Jaguars and Vikings. Vikings win this one 24-6. Yeah, I agree. I think Vikings dominate 27-9. Your final. Eagles, Packers from the frozen tundra of Lambeau. Field. Well, I'm going to be nice, and instead of saying 75 nothing, I'm going to say 42-7 Pack. Packers win 35-10. Carolina, oh, Carolina's on a bye. Falcons and Saints. You know what? Atlanta's on to something. And the Saints, after that performance from Hill, assuming he's going to be starting again this week, yeah, he's going to be playing. I think he's going to be starting in. I'm going to take the Falcons. I think they keep it going with Raheem Morris. And they even go as far as saying that after they beat the New Orleans Saints by a final score of 30-27, to they remove that interim tag from Raheem Morris and appoint him head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. I agree, partner. I think Falcons are an upset here. Uh, 27-24 over the New Orleans Saints. Lions, Bears. All the Lions are a mess. They fire their head coach and general manager, and I think they end up tanking the rest of the way. The Bears get back on track and 
sort of back into the mix in the NFC playoff picture by going to six and six, and they win this one. Let's say twenty three twenty one. Yeah, I think Bears win 24-21 over the Lions. Hail Murray and the Cardinals take on the Rams in a big NFC West matchup. Again, the Cardinals are struggling mightily here, and the Rams seem to be doing everything right besides losing the 49ers, but they're doing a lot of good things too. But I take the Rams in this one, and I take them 24-17. Yeah, I, I think you're, you know, make uh, Mr. Francis Smith happy. I think uh, Rams win 27-20 over the Cardinals. Um, Giants, G-Men, and the Seahawks do battle. Um, I'm going to go with Seattle in this one. Contrary to your fantasy land upset pick. Um, and I'm going to say it's going to be Seattle 20, 20, 20 to 6. Yeah, I, I think Seattle wins this one. Um, but I, I, think, I think the Giants' defense keeps on playing well, though, and they yeah. hold them to 20. I think the Giants will keep it close, but I think Seattle wins in the end with Russell Wilson. I think Seattle wins 17 uh, 14, your final. Oh, partner, please don't, please don't make it that close. <laughs> I'm sad. I will have a heart attack. I don't know. I think, I think they have a. Good chance. So that's all the games for week number 13. Um, believe we do have one more thing to talk about, and that is LeBron James. Oh, yeah. Two years, 85 flipping million dollars. Why? Well, that's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing they lock him up. You know, he's their guy. But they have missed out on an opportunity to sign. Yes. Yes. Um, Is Anthony Davis I, coming back? What? Is Anthony Davis going to be back? He will be back at least for 2020, 2021. Okay. I'm not sure about beyond that, but good the Lakers locked up um, LeBron James I just wish they were able to give him a little bit less yeah, you know disgusting. 85 freaking million dollars so maybe you know they could get a couple guys around him because I have a feeling Anthony Davis will walk yeah whenever he has the opportunity to, to do so um, I think he I think it's done business for him there he won an NBA championship and now he's going to go be his own leader somewhere else because, I mean, let's face it, this is LeBron James' team. It is. Regardless of what he says, oh, it's your team, Anthony Davis. It's, it's no LeBron. Mr. So-called King, it's your team. I mean, LeBron runs every team, so. Well, I mean, without Anthony Davis, he went, what, 37 and 45, I think. Yeah, he sucks without a super. He, need, he needs to have another superstar with him or he sucks. And, ladies and gentlemen, that is why guys like Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, and Kobe Bryant are 10 times better than him and will always be better than him. Yes. Yeah, because they didn't have to form super teams to win championships. Yeah, so I um, wanted to mention the NBA's opening day slate here. Um, pull it up here a second in case you guys 
didn't get the alert or chance to check it out. Um, but it seems pretty interesting here. They released the national TV schedule for opening night along with Christmas Partner. Yes. And the complete game schedule broadcast. So, um, the tip-off 2020, 7.30 p.m. The Bucks and the Celtics. That's a good matchup. Yeah, that's a tip-off 2020 along with the Mavs. Oh, no, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, I guess that's it. The Mavs take on the Suns. Ooh, that's a good matchup. Yeah, Chris so... Chris Paul now on the Suns with uh, I ended up Devin being, Booker. I got some fake news from CBS Sports saying that it will feature the Lakers. I don't see the Lakers being featured here on the opener. Maybe um, maybe they talked, Maybe they met on Christmas. Well, they are playing on Christmas. The Christmas late, folks, 12, 12 p.m. Eastern. If you're one of those crazy families that watch the games on Christmas, we, we have no interest in watching the NBA. Me either. Anytime, let alone on Christmas. Um, the Pelicans and the Heat on ESPN, 2.30 start, ABC, Warriors, Bucks. We'll see if the Warriors are any better here in 2020, 2021. 5 p.m., ABC, Brooklyn Nets, and the Celtics, which I just read before that Kevin Durant will be making his debut there. I, I think that's pretty, you know, worth mentioning there yes see how he does there eight o'clock also on espn and abc dallas mavs at the lakers um and ten thirty clippers at the nuggets with of course the first year head coach tyloo yeah tyloo always finds a way to get a job somehow yeah somehow some way even though he won a championship with lebron james kevin love and kyrie irving wow you're so great yes he also got stepped over by Allen Iverson in 2001. But you know what, partner? Someone said, and I'm trying to think of who it is. Maybe you remember. But, oh, it was Dwight Howard who was recently signed by your team, I believe. Yeah, the Sixers, yeah. And, by the way, I hate to see Dwight Howard walk, but it's a really great story that he was able to win a championship with the Lakers. Um, But he calls Ben Simmons the next... LeBron James. Yeah. Now, partner, I know you're not too keen on LeBron James, but we all know he's great. He's he a great is. player no, for today's de- day. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to deny that he's a great player. Yeah. What are these comments all about? Is is Ben Simmons really that good? Is he going to ever be good? He can't hit a freaking jump shot. No, I told you, partner. Ben Simmons is like the most overrated, most overpaid player. I've ever seen in my life. And, you know, I love how the Philly media, you know, oh, he's an all-star, and, oh, he's so great. He freaking sucks, dude. I mean, I've never seen a guy who can't make a 10-foot jump shot. I've never seen a guy who somehow gets drafted, even though he failed all of his classes at LSU. I've never seen a guy who we salivate over him making a freaking three-pointer in the NBA. Like, what the hell? It doesn't even make sense. Um, I mean, his comments were just, they, they were clownish. They were absolutely ridiculous, unfounded, baseless, horrible, disgusting, just stupid, unintelligible. It just doesn't even make sense. I mean... Now, partner, one more thing I wanted to mention here before we call it a night, because I know we're near the end. Yes. Uh, 
there's there's big news out of Philadelphia today. The Phillies are reportedly exploring options to trade one of their key offensive players and even defensive players, Gene Segura. What do you think of that? That's interesting. I thought Gene Segura was a good, you know, glue piece for us last year. I, I was, I'd be, I'd be really surprised if we let him go. I mean, who are we going to replace him with? Is kind of my question. Um, you know, I don't understand. This team brought in Bryce Harper and JT Realmuto, and they still haven't. They still didn't make the playoffs. They're actually the tenth seed in the NL, um, and it doesn't make sense. It almost seems like they're going backwards now. They, they you know, they had the teardown. And they rebuilt it, and everybody's like, "Oh, we're gonna do great things. We might get to the, you know, NLDS or CS, or even the World Series." And and we never even made a playoff appearance, and now it seems like we're gonna try to go backwards again. So I don't really understand what they're trying to now, do. Now, according to NBC Sports, he turns 31 in March to Philly's own 29 and a half million over the next two seasons. I think he's worth it. I think he's worth it too. And apparently, trading Segura could allow the Phillies to free up more money for potentially to potentially resign Rio Muto or Gregorius. Gregorius. I don't think Rio Muto's back. Gregorius, maybe. I let Rio Muto walk just because he's gonna get. He's gonna have to get paid too much. Honestly, I like. I mean, I know Gregorius kind of has moments. But I let Gregorius walk too. If he doesn't, if he tries to ask for too much, I let him walk, and you know, I try to get somebody. Right. I, I try to get you know the bullpen shirt up, and I keep Segura. And then you go from there. I you know, I. I mean, they still got pieces on offense. Segura, Harper. Um. Oh, what's that guy's name? Oh, Alec Bohm. Bohm, yes. Yeah, Thank I, you. I I think I think you're fine with that. I don't think you need to pay up for Gregorius or or Real Muto. I, I let them both walk. And in addition, um, Neris, Eflin, Hale, and. Sir Anthony Dominguez agreed to one-year contract with Philadelphia on Wednesday, along with catcher Andrew Knapp. Yeah, and I, you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this one, partner. Wait till you hear who they also retained in 2021. Are oh, you ready for this? Oh boy, Vince Velasquez. What the hell? <laughs> Why he sucks? I, I know you love that. Yes, Vince Velasquez is back in 2021 with the Phillies. Oh, He's done nothing. And he he sucks, and he's at seventy five pitches by the third inning. I can't I can't figure that one out, partner. Uh, I think he's I think he's like he hits like seventy pitches by like one out in the second inning. It's just unbelievable, <laughs> this guy. What do they see in this man? I mean, he had that one game if you remember way back when when he had twenty strikeouts in a complete game. And besides that, he hasn't done it. I think he wasted all of his strikeouts in that one game. Yes, yes, indeed. I. <laughs> Must, that must have been the case. But I think Knapp's a pretty good backup, and I, I think Naris is on his way to... I like Sir Anthony Dominguez, so nice. I like Alex overall. Eflin, I thought, had some good stuff in the rotation there, and as a long reliever, so... Yes. All right, well, that wraps up our podcast number one for this week. We'll be back next week with probably a shorter version. We are hitting two hours here, probably... A little shorter next week, but uh, on the East Coast. Yes, uh, but we had a lot of fun here, and we'll catch up with you guys next week. Thanks for thanks for listening, and uh, we'll check with you soon. God bless.